And boom. We got it that time again, right? Is that two episodes in a row? Look at us. We're getting on a hot streak. I'm so proud of us. We have come so far from the days of when this episode, or when this podcast, excuse me, first kicked off. So before I get into today's episode, which as you can tell by the title, is going to be my front runners for my top 10 rookies of this last season, before we kick anything off, huge shout out, huge shout out, and, and one announcement, but first... You will always be referred to as the OG, my friend. We're going to call you James. James, you are an OG, my friend. And you will always be an OG. And in the wall of fame that we are now establishing here at the Finish It Podcast Studios, if you heard that notification, that was my laptop, not yours. Um, so you don't need to check it. But if you did, that's a free subscription. Um, James, you're an OG. I love you. Whatever it is that you're listening from, I thank you. Because you are my man. And you are always going to be the OG. I love you. And the other announcement that we have is... We actually have an official website. We were hard at work last night making a website. And we did it using Squarespace. Now, this isn't an ad for Squarespace. I'd love to get an ad from Squarespace. Please sponsor me. So if you haven't checked out that, go ahead. Give that a like. Give that a gander. See if that tickles your fancy. You can find it in the webpage of the Finish It Podcast through anchor.fm forward slash finish it podcast. We have like a little embed button for all of you millennials out there that know what the hell I'm talking about. It'll lead you directly to the website. So that's cool. You get to stay up to date on the latest of all of the information, not just vocally that I give to you all, but also blog posts as well. So be on the lookout for that. So without further ado, We're going to be kicking it off with Finish It Pods Top 10 Rookie Rankings of the 2020-2021 NFL season. At number one, he's my front runner for Rookie of the Year. No, it's not Tua Tungavailoa. As all of you were probably thinking I was going to say, all of my wonderful listeners, I love all of you. Um, my number one rookie of the year for the last season is obviously Justin Herbert, right? He's the front runner for rookie of the year right now, offensively, anyways. Um, he had an incredible fucking season, right? He had an absolutely incredible season. He broke just about every goddamn rookie record that there was, except for Cam Newton's record. First game rookie year throw for either 500 yards or four plus touchdowns I think that's about the only record that he didn't break this year for a rookie I mean the kid was absolutely lights out so it looks like the Chargers 
literally wasted no time going from one franchise quarterback in Phillip Rivers to another one in Justin Herbert. Hopefully, he actually has protection and doesn't end up having 12 kids like Phillip Rivers. You could make an NFL team with the amount of relatives that are in the Rivers family. It's absolutely absurd. Now, coming in at a, like, look, I don't really need to say anything else, else about Justin Herbert, right? Everybody's seen it. He blew up, you know, and I'm excited to see what he's going to, just as an NFL fan, not necessarily as a Chargers fan, because I'm not a Chargers fan whatsoever. Um, I'm very excited to see what Justin Herbert is going to be doing going into year two, especially with a new head coach. Um, see, but that's kind of the tricky part, and that's kind of the scary part when it comes to a lot of rookies, especially with their development very early on. When you get people, I mean, for God's sake, look at the Jets, right? Sam Darnold, fantastic prospect coming out of college. He's had multiple offensive coordinators. He's had multiple head coaches to where he's had to have to learn. Just when he mastered one system, he had to go back and regress and learn a completely new one from scratch. So... It's going to be very interesting to see the transition for Mr. Herbert, year one to year two. Um, who would have thought that Herbert would be a household name? I remember the Hubert comics from the Sunday comics. That's really aging myself. Um, I was Dilbert. I'm an idiot. Um, pretend I didn't say that. But Justin Herbert is my number one rookie for the 2020 NFL season. Not a lot needs to be said. Just very excited to see what he's going to do this upcoming season, as well as the other nine rookies that are on my list. Number two, got coming in, I have where we have Justin Herbert being the front runner for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I have Chase Young coming in at number two because he's obviously going to be Defensive Rookie of the Year, right? You got to give it to him. The Washington football team, the Washington team redacted, has found, finally, a fantastic piece. Because Chase Young, not only can he play on the line where he played the majority of the season, but he can also play on that outside linebacker position. Um, there's not a lot that he really cannot do. Chase Young is an absolute freak of nature. He is every bit of, like... Seven foot thirteen. He he can bench a Mack truck. He's absolutely incredible. He's an absolute phenom. He's a generational talent, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm very excited for him. He's got a super bright future, and things are looking fantastic for Washington right now. Um, granted, they did get a playoff berth, right? Taylor Heineke shows out that he might be the next quarterback. Until they find a young franchise quarterback, they might ride the hot hand with Taylor Heineke. Why not? I like Heineke. I really do. Um, I think Heineke's got a great skill set, but we're not here to talk about Taylor Heineke. We're here to talk about Chase Young. He's an immediate impact player on defense. He's a run stopper. He gets around those quick and agile as well as powerful offensive tackles. I mean, dude, in his rookie debut he was already being double teamed in your first game your first nfl snap number two pick overall you're already being double teamed it's incredible to see i love it he's a generational talent very envious 
of the Washington football team that they have him, but I am very happy with the fact that we have Tua Tungavailoa because, look, let's be honest, we've had a really good fair share of defensive ends in Miami for the last couple of seasons. Jason Taylor, Cameron Wake, now we have Ogba, as well as Shaq Lawson. We've been a little spoiled on the defensive end side of the ball. So, you know what, Washington? We'll let you have this one. Coming in at number three, I have Baby Moss himself, Justin Jefferson. Same thing, right? He's really... The, if, if Herbert doesn't win Offensive Rookie of the Year, not only will there be riots in Los Angeles, but Justin Jefferson is making a very strong case for that. He's making a very strong case as to why he should be NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year, if not at least NFC Rookie of the Year. Um, he's incredible, right? He's an incredible route runner. He's great in open space. He's great at making space. Um, a lot of people were getting on to him about the fact of, you know, he was just really good at just catching the deep ball. No, his, his space separation, his speed, his closing speed, his agility to cut with the routes. He's an incredible route runner. And I think he's honestly underestimated as a route runner. He's not really touted at, at least coming out of college and out of the combine. He wasn't necessarily talented or touted as the premier route runner, um, and he proved that, right? Um, he proved all the doubters wrong because he still had that raw speed, that raw athletic ability, and he was still able to say, hey, look, I can run incredible routes too. So very excited to see what Justin Jefferson has going forward. At number four, I have Tristan Wharfs. First of all, this man is very spoiled. Okay, in your rookie year, imagine you get to play with Tom Brady and you go to the Super Bowl in your first year in the league. You spoiled son of a bitch. <laughs> like, there are guys who have had illustrious careers, who are household names for years, who never even got who got so close to the Lombardi Trophy or even being in the presence for a chance at winning the Lombardi Trophy only to have it squandered. And they just missed it by just that much because football, as we all know, is a game of inches, both physically as well as metaphorically. Um, that's what she said. So I couldn't resist. Look, it's late. At the time that we are recording this, I just got off of watching six movies in one day. That's a PR for me. Um, I just watched Shutter Island. I forgot how much of a mindfuck that movie is. So I'm so woke right now that I don't even have a forehead. Like my eyes just roll into the back of my head into my brain. That's how woke I am right now. Um, but Tristan Worfs, not only is he an incredible athlete, um, that's a staple tackle. And I think even last year's draft, as well as this upcoming draft, has just been so spoiled with offensive linemen that really, no matter who you pick, you're pretty good. And here's my thing, right? Is as much as I despise the Jets, I was kind of tossing it because I wanted to throw a lineman in here. I wanted to throw a lineman in this list. I got to show him some love, right? Tristan Warf gets it for me just because of his proficiency-wise due to PFF stats. Um, if you look those up, 
but it was a tie that I had between him as well as Makai Becton of the New York Jets, and I despise the Jets, okay? But they're both absolute studs. Two staple tackles. Um, I understand that that's really awkward because I'm talking about tackles that were very bountiful in the last two years, and we've had Andrew Thomas for the Giants. But Andrew Thomas, same thing, was not that bad. He was also in consideration because I wanted to put a lineman on here. I got to show my lineman some love. Absolutely. Because without them, the quarterbacks can't do what they got to do. The offense just doesn't happen, right? Just ask Cincinnati about that. So Tristan Wharf's got to be number one on here or number four on this list. Excuse me. Best lineman. Absolutely. In the entire draft. Um, He's a stud. And same thing. I'm excited to see what he's got going forward. At number five, I have my boy Isaiah Simmons. I love Isaiah Simmons. Mostly because he is a freak of nature. He can play linebacker. He can play safety. There's pretty much a position that Isaiah Simmons cannot play in. And given the back, given that back secondary of Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons... That's a very dangerous combo back there in Arizona. And somehow, Isaiah Simmons fell to Arizona. They got an absolute steal. Um, I love Isaiah Simmons. Raw athletic ability can play any position. He kind of reminds me of a Jabril Peppers when Jabril Peppers was in Michigan. And he was actually like in the case for a Heisman Trophy as a defensive player. All right, because he plays a little bit of everything. Outside linebacker, inside linebacker, strong safety. He's got the size at, you know, six foot five. That's an he's just an incredible man. He's got great closing speed. Isaiah Simmons is just a freak athlete. Um, I think a lot of people slept on him this year, but for him, he's gotta be number five for me. I love Isaiah Simmons. I love his game. I would have loved him in Miami. But obviously, we needed that franchise quarterback, the guy that we were going for for the last two years now. We don't know if Tua is a franchise quarterback yet, but he has the mentality to get there. Um, Mentality, the character, the physical skill sets to get there. We just need the mentoring as well as the learning curve, right? So I like to believe that Tua is going to be the franchise quarterback. But once again, this list is not about Tua. This list is about my top 10 rookies. So I got it number five. Isaiah Simmons. I have to. Following up on the defensive side of the ball, the next two picks are also defensive safeties. So get ready for that. Um, At number six, I have Jeremy Chin drafted to the Carolina Panthers. Jeremy Chin, same thing. Absolute stud. Absolute freak of nature. Every bit of six foot four. Every bit of 225. He's probably the hardest hitter I've seen probably since cam chancellor um if not sean taylor r.i.p um jeremy chin's great he's a turnover machine i know i understand he didn't get a lot of picks he didn't get a lot of um forced fumbles but an absolute incredible player he's a sure tackler for sure you really cannot especially in zone coverage you cannot beat jeremy chin in zone coverage um he's fantastic 
I love Jeremy Chen. I think he is highly underrated. I think he had a fantastic rookie season. Um, he fits perfectly in Carolina's defensive scheme, which is a little bit of like a Tampa 2, really zone coverage kind of a scheme, which is my personal favorite. I love that scheme. Um, just because I'm a slut for Tony Dungy, quite frankly. Um, so I have Jeremy Chen at number six. And at number seven, I have Antoine Winfield Jr. One, mostly because I really loved his father. I loved Antoine Winfield. But also, with he's in the exact same boat as Tristan Wirfs, right? Imagine that you go to a Super Bowl with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski on your team. You're not in New England, so you're not in six feet of snow right now. You're in sunny Tampa, Florida. You're in paradise, and you go to the Super Bowl. Which, by the way, fun fact, this will be a trivia question. If you somehow find a place that is accepting more than... 20 people capacity like I am having an issue doing for a Super Bowl party fun fact um, this might make you a you know this this will make the ladies you know kind of dribble at you you know just for speaking this um, Tampa is the first team to ever represent in the Super Bowl in their own home stadium that's a fun fact so if that doesn't make your panties wet I really don't know what will at number eight, I got to give respect. Even though they were the worst team in the NFL at 1-15, I have to give respect to James Robinson. So I've got him slotted at number eight. Same thing. He had an incredible season. Um, undrafted as well. So let's just let that sink in. Undrafted. Um how the fuck this guy slipped through the cracks? I have no idea. And it's the same thing with Savon Ahmed of the Dolphins, right? Um, wow, look at that. Tyler somehow circles everything back to the Dolphins. Like it's a Dolphins podcast. Um, but it's really branching out to everything NFL now. Because you guys are really seeming to like that. So we're going to keep that moving. Um, but James Robinson, an absolute stud. He was really the only bright spot in a dreadful, miserable um, Jacksonville Jaguars team. Um, shout outs though on the Jaguars. Fun fact, um, their center that's on the practice squad, Casey McDermott. I used to play little league and high school football with Casey McDermott. So, um, he is every bit as large as he looks on TV, um, as he is in real life. He's a great guy too. He's a great guy. Um, He's getting married very soon. So, Casey, if you are listening to this, hello. I miss my freight train, brother. And um, congratulations on your wedding. So, um, at number nine, I have our boy. Finally, we have a Dolphins player on here. And no, it's not Tua Tungavailoa. At number nine, I have Mr. Raekwon Davis himself. Now... Raekwon Davis defied the odds, had an incredible season, got selected to an all-pro rookie team in his first season. Um, I'm very excited. And would you look at that? Oh, my God. Okay, so completely off topic here, but I just got a notification that Charles Woodson has been elected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Congratulations to him. He absolutely deserves it. Charles Woodson is the only NFL 
another fun fact here for you. So if that first fact didn't get the ladies' panties dribbling, this one will. Um, Charles Woodson is the only defensive back in NFL history to have 20-plus sacks, 20-plus interceptions, and 20-plus forced fumbles in his entire career. And a lot of people think that it's Brian Dawkins. No, 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 no. It is Mr. Charles Woodson, the greatest Michigan Wolverine of all time. Anyway, back to Raekwon Davis. I think Raekwon Davis is finally going to be that staple with him and Christian Wilkins holding it down in the middle for our defensive line. I love that matchup because he's an absolute truck. If you look at Raekwon Davis taking the field, it's like, remember when everybody was going crazy over Sean Oakman? Like, five years ago? Like, he's like that dude. Like, he's just massive, right? And he's an incredible run stopper. He's incredible at block shedding. He's great at creating pressures, which isn't a stack that's really tracked that much, but it's the most among rookies. He's had the highest defensive grade amongst rookies for, like, the past... I want to say like the last six weeks of the NFL season. He was an absolute stud for us this year. An absolute steal in the draft. I loved Raekwon Davis. And I love seeing what he's going to be able to do going forward. Um, especially, And I really think that he took Devon Godshaw's job. I really do. Um, given the development of both Christian Wilkins as well as Raekwon Davis, out of nowhere with an incredible rookie season. If he can keep it moving forward, I think we might have to let Devon Godshaw leave. Unless we can find a better spot for him. Um, But I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen. I would hate to see Devon Godshaw leave, but Raekwon Davis um, not only took men's souls, he took men's jobs. So, And then at number 10... As much as I hate the Patriots, as much as I hate it, they had one bright spot. They had a bright spot. And that bright spot was Mike on Wenu. Incredible offensive lineman. Um, so we got some offensive linemen on here. We got some def- defensive backs on here. Um, like I said, there's not really much... Um, that can really be said. He had a great season as well. Um, so those are just my top 10 rookie picks for the 2020 NFL season. And the last thing that I want to talk about before we go ahead and wrap up this Saturday show before the Super Bowl, which no, I don't really have a prediction for the Super Bowl. Um, I really don't have a horse in the race, but just for the sake of possibly seeing the next best franchise i would love to see the chiefs take it um i really would i really would just because patrick mahomes just as a football fan right we've seen brady be the equivalent of michael jordan to the nfl it's about time he passed the torch and i can't think of a better storyline or a stage for the torch to be passed we're seeing baby goat versus the goat so The last thing that I wanted to talk about is possible wide receivers that are on the move, possible speculations about the entire NFL, speculations that Allen Robinson may go to the Jets, that Chris Godwin may opt out and go to the Colts, 
Antonio Brown is obviously going to stay in Tampa Bay. Um, Marvin Jones Jr. possibly is going to go to the New England Patriots. Curtis Samuel is going to be going to the Washington football team, according to multiple sources. None of those have been confirmed yet. These are all speculation. Juju Smith-Schuster is eyeing Chicago of all places, and it makes a lot of sense, especially if Allen Robinson is going to opt out. Corey Davis from Tennessee is eyeing the Baltimore Ravens, and Will Fuller is eyeing the Bengals. But the one that I wanted to save for last was Kenny Galladay going to the Dolphins, and I don't know how I feel about that. And it's like I said a few weeks ago, um, you know, at what point does the wide receiver room become too stacked, right? When do you get rid of a talent that you didn't necessarily have to get rid of or somebody who's not going to be able to showcase their talents and what we brought them into the team for? I wouldn't be opposed to bringing Kenny Galladay in. The number one signing that I really want to see us make, the two signings that I really want to see us make in this free agency period because apparently, according to multiple sources and rumors, the Dolphins have very heavy interest in running back Aaron Jones out of Green Bay. I think that'd be amazing because we've been struggling with a running game for the last two seasons. Ryan Fitzpatrick, a 36-year-old man, was our leading rusher two years ago. And I would also love to see Zach Ertz um, in a Miami Dolphins uniform because there are a lot of speculations that he is done in Philadelphia. So a lot of things are happening. A lot of things are brewing before Super Bowl Sunday. The season is not even over yet, and yet we have enough drama to fill an entire soap opera. So that's going to do it for me on this wonderful Saturday night. Once again, I thank all of you for tuning on in and listening. If you want to be cool like James and get an awesome shout out and be an OG, and also know that your money is going to a very good cause, we do have the Patreon linked down below all proceeds go to the ms foundation so james rest assured your money the monetary things that you have worked hard for are in good hands baby boy you are an og i love you you are the first name on the finish it podcast wall of fame if i ever see you in public sir i will ask for your autograph you're an absolute legend absolute massive legend and i love you I love all of you, my old listeners, as well as the newcomers. Thank you. Be sure to share the podcast. Be sure to rate us five stars. Be sure to subscribe. It costs you absolutely nothing, and it helps us here in the show, especially as a nonprofit who has no direct affiliation with the Miami Dolphins. As always, me love you long time. To my newer people, hello, welcome. Hit subscribe. Hit that five stars if you enjoyed the content and you wish to have more in the future. And that's going to do it for me. And as always, I hope that you have a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time, whatever place, and whatever day you are listening to this. I thank you for allowing me to caress your ears in such a fashion, consensually. I appreciate you, and I love you more than you will ever understand, and I appreciate all of you more than you will ever know. Remember to share kindness and to spread love, because that goes a lot farther than anything else in this world. So, from the bottom of my heart, to James and all of my listeners and supporters, 
I love all of you. And as always, God bless and go Miami Dolphins.